Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to the Faith Roots Podcast, and this is number 20. In this particular series, we're talking about the spiritual man, and I'm going to go to where we went yesterday for our text. This was in uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5. Paul said, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. In other words, Paul said, When I came to you the first time, and when I told you the gospel, when I preached to you, along with my preaching, God did some supernatural things to confirm that what I said to you was indeed from Him. Now, I want to open your thinking to a thought process that may help you find more of the demonstration of God's power than what you perhaps have ever known before. Many of the demonstrations of the Holy Spirit in our lives will be manifested in and through the opening of doors. I think about business people in particular. When God is leading you, uh, one of the ways to determine uh, where He is guiding, how He is providing, is whether or not a door opens. Uh, My son-in-law is a home builder, and over the years, different neighborhoods have opened up to him. And he would get favor with a developer and find lots of lots to work with to build his homes. And that was God's sign of favor on him. He had an open door. And I don't think we appreciate this as much as we should. In fact, I I see a lot of people who fight like crazy to try to get a door open. And the door never opens. And we need to learn to look for open doors. Listen to what the Apostle Paul had to say in the book of Acts chapter 14, verse 27. Look at this. Now when they had come and gathered the church together, they reported all that God had done with them and that He had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. Now this is huge. This is Paul and Barnabas, and they come home from their great missionary journey, the first one that they took. And as they come home, they they tell the stories of what God did through them. And I'm sure there were miracles. I'm sure they talked a lot about how many people came to faith in Christ and how radical uh, some of those conversions were. But then they summed it all up by saying, we saw that God had opened a door up for us to go to the Gentiles. Now, what I want you to see from this is that he says that the supernatural happens where the doors are open. And boy, that's so very, very important. You know, uh, I was saved because God opened a door in the suburb of Dallas, Texas that I lived in. It was Irving. And uh, uh, God opened up a door to the community of Irving in the school system, through the school system, and it was because of the work of a Baptist church, Plymouth Park Baptist Church, back in the late 60s and early 70s. They had an amazing work with the schools. And they weren't preachy. They, they, they did all kinds of special things around the schools. That, that, that for my football team, for instance, they did a banquet for us. When we couldn't afford a banquet, they did a banquet and made it really nice, really sharp. And, and, and we had a very positive image of them because of how they treated us. So later on, 
when uh, James Robinson, the evangelist, came to the school system in uh, Irving or wanted to come, uh, the school system said, absolutely, yes, uh, we like what you guys have done. Now, now, they wouldn't let him preach, but James didn't have to preach. James just got up and did talks. And we were so drawn to him that I went back at uh, that night to church and I heard him. And the following night I went again, and that's when I gave my heart to Christ. But there was an open door for this church to minister there. Too many people try to minister or wish they could minister in places where the doors are closed. Why don't you start thinking about where your doors are open? What door has God opened up to you? You know, when I first became a follower of Jesus, instinctively I knew which kids to invite to church. And I invited loads of kids to church who never came back and did not accept Christ. But i got to tell you this, my batting average was somewhere around 700% because 7 out of 10 of the kids that I invited to church gave the hearts to Christ and continued to serve God. Because I had this innate sense, this kid is probably going to be open. I, I could tell who was not hard-hearted. And I didn't waste my time on those who I knew to be hard-hearted. I went after those that I felt like I could influence. I felt like needed a friend. I went after kids that weren't uh, super-duper popular. I went after kids that I felt like uh, th there was a chance of, of really making an impact on them. And I'm telling you, it worked. And so I went to the open doors. Open doors will be where you find the greatest works of God. And that's how God works. It's just that simple. So I would say to you, don't look for miracles. Look for open doors because the open doors are the key to the supernatural things that happen in life. Paul came back and gave a list, a bevy of supernatural things that happened on his first missionary journey. But he summed it all up by saying, God opened up a door. Where are the doors open? And too many people try to minister where the doors are closed. Listen to what Paul had to say about this. 1 Corinthians 16, verses 8 and 9. But I will tarry in Ephesus. Ephesus is where there was a church over 100,000 people. He said, I'll tarry there until Pentecost, for a great and effective door has opened to me. And there are many adversaries. He said, you know, there are some people who don't want me there, but that didn't stop him from going, and the response was unbelievable. Uh, he said uh, in Moffat's translation, for I have wide opportunities here for active service. Here's another place, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and this is found in Acts chapter 16 where Paul and his crew went to six different places and the Holy Spirit stopped them from, from putting down roots in any of those six places to preach, but he said, a door was opened to me by the Lord, and I departed from Macedonia. And if you recall, that's where the Macedonian men appeared to him and said, come over to us and help us. So, well, the door opened in Macedonia. So what do we have? Well, we have Paul going to Macedonia. We have a number of people receiving Christ. We have uh, a demon-possessed girl being set free from the demon. Paul gets thrown in jail when the girl is no longer able to tell fortunes. But then at midnight, an earthquake comes, and so uh, the, the jail is uh, just rattled to its foundations, and all the prisoners are set free, but no one dares to run away. And that night, Paul leads the Philippian jailer and all of his household to Christ, baptizes them at dawn the next morning. Uh, it's all supernatural, but why? Because doors opened there. 
And you will have all of the supernatural confirmations you can handle if you'll just learn how to go through the open doors. What is God blessing? Where do you bear your greatest fruit? This is what Jesus said to the church of Philadelphia. See, I have set before you an open door. So the greatest works that you will do will come when you walk through the open doors that God sets before you. Now, I'll say this. God opens doors for those who have been faithful. Faithful people are people who have a proven track record. All right? When you read the story of David and Goliath, and it's one of my favorite stories in all the Bible, I believe it's one of the three most significant stories in the Old Testament. I think the, the, the offering of Isaac on Mount Moriah is uh, number one. I think the parting of the Red Sea is number two. And I think David killing Goliath at uh, the Valley of Elah is number three. I think all those are, are very, very significant stories. Lots of other miracles, but those are very important. Now, God used David to kill Goliath, the giant, because David had proven himself faithful. He was ready. This was not his first rodeo. When he uh, went to the battlefield and saw the giant there, he had two additional supernatural victories under his belt already because he'd been faithfully keeping his father's sheep, and the first enemy that he overcame was a lion, and it was followed by a bear. And the, uh, the Asiatic lion was a small lion, not nearly as big as the African lion. And they lived in, in the land of uh, Israel until about 1870. And when firearms became widely uh, utilized in, in the Middle East in 1870s, that's when they killed out the last of those lions. But they existed all the way up to that time. Uh, then there was the Syrian bear. It would be a whole lot like one of our grizzlies, a, a very large brown bear. Not a little black bear. This is a huge bear and would have been a much more worthy opponent than the lion. And so this was a step up. David is starting at the bottom, then he's going up a little notch, and then finally Goliath is at the top. And so the reason he was able to defeat the giant on the battlefield at Elah is because he had been faithful on the small stage watching his father's sheep. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite stories, okay, is, is the story of T.D. Jakes. <laughs> what a, he, he may be the best preacher I've ever heard. He's, he's just incredible. And, uh, but, but this is what I've been told about T.G. Jakes, that T.G. Jakes in West Virginia pastored a relatively small church. And what I've been told is that even when he was preaching in that small church, he preached sermons like he preaches today. And here is this man who had this amazing ability to communicate and on a very small stage was already preaching like he was on the biggest stage in the world every week. And ultimately it caught up with him and it promoted him. And that's how God works. I love to hear stories like that. That's how the Lord works. He works by watching to see if you're faithful Faithfulness on a small stage is never, ever, ever wasted. <laughs> Listen to me. It doesn't matter who all sees you. It doesn't matter how many people watch what you do. It's God who counts. God watches you. You play to the audience of one. You do it as to the Lord. You treat that little assignment like it is the biggest deal. Listen to me. 
I started my kids' ministry in a town of 1,116 people. I treated that ministry like I was in the middle of New York City. We had to go 40, 50 miles to reach any towns of significant population, and we ultimately did. But I treated that little children's church like it was the biggest deal ever. Man, I mean, I poured everything I had into it, and I used to drive on a radius 50 miles in one direction out around that little town. And I scouted out places to run buses and to pick up kids. And and I knew where the doors were open. Some of the communities were a little more well-to-do. I knew not to go there. Uh, Well-to-do people typically did not allow their children to ride buses. So I would go to the poor neighborhoods. And you could always tell a poor neighborhood with a lot of kids by looking to see if they have any nice yard implements. Do they have a lot of green grass? Or is their yard worn bare? Do you see clotheslines with short pants hanging on the line? Do you do you see lots of toys and bicycles and bicycle tires laying all over the yard? Those are great houses to go to, to knock on doors and invite kids to church. And that's where I started. And I had plans to run buses to all of the towns in that 50-mile circle. And then I branched out, and my thinking did never get there, but I was branching out to run buses 92 miles away in Amarillo, Texas. I was going to send buses there to pick up kids because I knew there'd be a bunch of kids there. And I used to cry. I'd drive through the neighborhoods and cry, and I'd say, God, let me have this town. Give me all the little kids in this town. Let me have this city for you. And you know what God did? He had something way bigger than that. God eventually gave me a TV show called The Gospel Bill Show that reached all over America. And we affected people all over the world with that great outreach. But uh, I started in a very small setting, and I played to an audience of one. And I treated my small potatoes ministry like it was the most important thing in the world. That's the key to promotion. And i got to tell you that if that's too small for you, if, if that affects your pride, then mark yourself off God's list because he's not going to use you. God doesn't like to use proud people. He, he will not share his glory with proud people. You can have all the ability in the world, but God will not use you because proud people always mess things up. And God found out that first of that with Lucifer. Now, the doors that he opens come with witnesses of his approval. In other words, when you walk through the door that God ordained you to walk through, you immediately begin to see fruit. Listen to what Peter said on the day of Pentecost about Jesus. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by the miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. God confirmed the obedience of Jesus. God will confirm your obedience. When you go through the open door that he sets before you, God will bless it with fruit. Where did you produce your greatest fruit? That's where God's going to lead you. God will lead you to the place of fruit. Where was your fruit the most consistent? This is how spiritual people think. Spiritual people learn to think after the ways of God. And these are the ways of God. I could probably go for another two months on this particular subject, but we need to move on to some other things. And so 
Thank you for joining with me this month in this series of messages called The Spiritual Man. And we will pick up again here in a few days with another entirely different series and share this with somebody. Tell somebody about our YouTube channel or or, or show them how to get hooked up to this, to sign up for the email devotional that comes to your home every morning, every time there's one of these podcasts, there's also an email devotional. And uh, so you don't want to miss that. And I, I hope you'll help me spread the word about the Faith Roots podcast because it's something near and dear to my heart. Thank you so much for joining me. God bless you.